0: He's calling wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You were born for such a time and such
1: a time. As because they'll take scripture. See, just name it and claim it. You can't just do whatever you want. What is God's sovereign will? Are you walking in obedience? Is there besetting sin in your heart? Is it part of God's will? Will this thing you're praying for destroy you? Or is it something God wants you to have? There's so much behind that. You can't just name it and claim it. Blab it and grab it? Put the scriptures in context. So are you willing to yield to the direction of the spirit? Are you willing to yield to the, are you are you actively engaged in dealing with the things that hinder his presence in your life? I told the guys yesterday, deal with it now or it will destroy you later.
0: Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the third part of this fiery message from Pastor Shane titled, 666, The Beast from the East from Revelation 13. Revelation 3.16 warns the church that if you live life in a middle-of-the-road, lukewarm position, neither cold nor hot, that God will vomit you out of His mouth. Listen up as Pastor Shane pulls no punches, laying down the sobering truth that God's living word delivers to every soul. The time is now to make a decision. Whom will you follow? Where will you spend your eternity? You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged Weekly Podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman.
1: What does God's Word say? Just be in it. Just be buried in it. Understand signs and wonders. And what does Jesus teach? And so if you, if you see these false prophets, it's not going to be hard to spot. For a true spirit-filled believer who knows God's word, you're not going to be like, "Oh man, I don't know." Flip the mm, that. Gosh, they're both pretty, right? They're both guys. They're both saying the same thing. They're both. I don't, Lord, I don't know who to choose. It's it's <laughs> for somebody in His word with the Spirit of God. It's going to be night and day, because a a, perfect, a person filled with the Holy Spirit, even though they're not perfect. They're in God's word. They're meditating God's word. It's it's like ding 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 ding, right. The 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 bells just go off. You know, and I'm I'm always fascinated by that drink the Kool Aid guy. Like a thousand people drank the Kool Aid in this part of. I remember Jim Jones and and I just just the documentary like. Like I, I as God's my witness, the first sentence he spoke in his demeanor, I'm like, "Oh man, false prophet! That guy, I have not have a good feeling for that guy whatsoever." But how are all these people deceived? Because you're not in God's word, or they're not believers as well, and they're tossed back and forth by every wind of doctrine. And you'll see, even in the Christian church. Anytime somebody is is kind of getting off course, and they're like, "But Shane, I don't know. What about this Illuminati stuff, or what about this? You know, this." And and, and now the 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 have you heard of the Abrahamic House? That I don't know if it's Dubai, but somewhere in the Middle East, where off. They have a, something for Muslims, Jews, and Christians all in the same temple. And I know Christians like, well, what's wrong with that? And I'm like, okay, where do we start? Where 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 do we start? And so, see, but every single time, I can't think of one person that there's an exception. They do not know God's word. They, 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 they don't know God's word. They, they just kind of like, well, yeah, I have a five minute devotional. I read John sometimes. I mean, no, you get the, the whole counsel of God's word. Listen to solid teachers, get grounded in them. And that's the only way to not be deceived. I mean, if somebody came up and they're like, Shh, hey, you know, God sent me here, and he just makes a snake right here. I'm not going to bow. Absolutely not, because it will be crystal clear. Now I have to tell you this: I wasn't going to, and I, this is one thing I prayed about. But I, I like a lot of old commentaries. Any of you like old commentaries? I like new ones too. I use uh, MacArthur's commentary, uh, systematic theology. I use Wayne Grudem systematic theology, um, the Christian uh, CBN Bible. I don't know Christian. Something uh, so I look at different commentaries, but this one—I this is just was really ironic. So many of the old commentaries link this to Rome and the papacy. Let that sink in. Ellicott, Benson, uh, most commentaries in the 1800s link this to the papacy. Now I'm not going to do that. But there is, if you look, there's a lot of parallels. And that's why I bring these things up. If somebody happens to listen and they are part of and they follow and they agree with Rome's teaching, Roman Catholicism, it is definitely in air. It's way off base. It's not even close to Scripture. There's, I, I was an altar boy. I can break it down from... The Pope is not Peter. Did you know that? They teach apostolic succession? Did you know that they think... The Pope is part of Peter's line. Because of on this profession of faith, on this rock, I will build my church. For anybody to think the church is built on a man is already left the building. Jesus, he, The gates of hell will not prevail against my church. So there's no successive authority because here's the problem with that. Now I'm, I'm in the succession of Peter. I'm Pope whoever. Now I'm the final authority. And they won't say this but all you have to do is go look at their doctrines. They will say that that is actually equal or above scripture, the final word of the papacy, the pap, the papal directions and, and it's just it's a very destructive thing. And I and people are like, oh, "Why do you talk about you're causing division?" No, I'm trying to tell people, "Hey, you don't have to go to a priest to confess your sin all the time." You you that, that's not biblical. Actually for a priest to not marry is not biblical. To worship Mary is not biblical. To worship the saints is not biblical. Immaculate conception is heretical. And, and there's so many doctrines of, and you look at Rome with these billions of dollars and, and they sit on this, power, this, this place of authority. And that's why a lot of the people in the 1800s would make this connection. They saw just how wicked and evil this had become. So Benson said this in the 1850s. Now miracles, visions, and revelations are the mighty boasts of the church of Rome. Even fire is pretended to come down from heaven as in the case of St. Anthony's fire back in the 1800s and solemn excommunications, which are called the thunders of the church, and are they, per, they are performed with ceremony of casting down burning torches from on high as symbols and emblems of fire from heaven. They are indeed so far from being any proof of the true church that they are rather a proof of a false one. And as we see, the distinguishing mark of Antichrist. So, am I saying that the Pope will be the Antichrist? No, I have no clue who the one world leader will be. Absolutely no clue at all. Now, are there a lot of similarities in this? And when I grew up in that, I don't know if you remember, but they would, and, and we, we got all caught up and they would send out pamphlets or, where they would see uh, like a tree bleeding, this image of Mary. And they would go, people would travel. Travel hundreds of miles and they would weep at this tree that the face looked just like Mary and it had actual blood. I, I can't explain some of the things that happened, you know, it's not God. And they would worship this tree and worship Mary. They'd have, st- how is that not, how is that not t- totally off base? So when people get upset at me, I have to tell you, explain that to me. Please explain that to me. Our neighbor, her bumper sticker said uh, um, something like, um, Looking for Jesus, pray to Mary. That to me, if I say nothing, I'm a coward because I don't want people to get upset. If you research it, it is it's a false system. Can there be Christians or Catholic? Absolutely, of course. Many of them, though, if you talk to, they, they'll tell me, Shane, they don't believe that. Go read your own material from, read the papal decrees of the 1800s, the 1600s. Read what they... they actually, You'll find in there that Mary is co-redemptive. Co-redeemer. Mary is co-redeemer of Jesus. Most of them pray... You ever see that picture of Mary? They're all worshiping each and she's holding a little baby Jesus? That's not biblical. That's heretical. That's deceptive. And unless you break out of those shackles, you will be and could be worshiping a false god. Revelation 13, 15-17, He was granted power... All right, I'll tell you this too. I'm trying to kind of ignore it because I've talked about it before. But um, very large church, uh, Catholic church, off of McBean or something. I'm not sure where it's at down there. But this lady set up. Um, she wanted me and the priest to, to debate or meet, and just everything he did. We just did. It was like not good because everything I just told you. They had this defense. I'm like that makes no sense. That's Mary worship because they have a sta- why do you have a statue of Mary out front that's 14 feet high. So anyway, we got to purgatory. And I said if Jesus paid it all, we look to tell the it is finished, paid in full, we go directly to be with Christ, we are forgiven of our sin. What is the point of purgatory? Do you guys know what that is? It's a teaching. It's a teaching that says you have even a Christian, you have to go be punished for your sins. And that's how they built St. Peter's Cathedral uh, whenever a coin in the coffer sings a soul from purgatory springs so you could actually pay to get your family members out of purgatory why is nobody denouncing that as completely heretical and destructive so i said please explain to me purgatory as a believer and he looked on there forget he kind of he said shane how do you deal with your shame and guilt if you, there's not a purgatory Oh, okay, this now I I believe I I personally believe that many of these priests are not even saved. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. I, and I just say that in love. Who in the world is going to say? How am I going to go? Hey, guys, Rick, Lori, Yvette, how do you guys deal with shame and guilt? There has to be a purgatory to cleanse us because see, they haven't experienced the cleansing work of Christ, and as a result, they have to go and get. Cleansed in Purgatory. How long are you there? Depends how much sin you have. That is so. That is so blatantly false. That is blasphemy at the highest level. Christ's finished work on the cross was not enough. So now I have to go to Purgatory. And I know people. I can. Always, they get upset. But listen, I have to go home and deal with God. I don't have to go home and deal with you. I have to drive home and say, "Boy, I sure was a coward today," but I didn't upset anybody. So this person was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast. And that image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship. Here we go. Would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. So this is what many people are wondering about and worried about. Okay, as a believer, I want to be careful here. I don't think it's okay to worry and have fear. But um, (laughs) most of us deal with... uh, I hope I'm out of here. Right? I don't want to deal with... This is terrible. This is terrible times. And that's why we sometimes, you know, we'll read into Scripture things or we'll um, maybe... I I don't know. I just know this is going to be the time whenever it happens that whoever does not worship the image of the beast will be killed. That's why I said last week, be encouraged. It will not be a sneak attack. You're not going to do something and then one day go, "Oh, did I? I knew I shouldn't have got that tattoo, right? Or I knew I shouldn't have got that mark, or I knew." It. Now, the, when when the, when the jab was out, remember the jab? I said 22 gauge, but it's probably a, probably an 18 gauge if it's water based because we can have a smaller... Anyway, um, so oh, is that? Did I open the door to that? No, 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 no. You that. Yet, yeah, Christians have different views. Now, could these things lead to lead to it? If you don't have this mark, I mean, I even heard language. I wish I would have saved it. I'm sure many of you did. You're not going to be able to travel unless you have this certain passport. Restaurants in L.A. were not serving you. <laughs> Call me conspiracy theorists. Isn't it funny? All those people that call me conspiracy theorists—how much of that's true now? It's just unbelievable. If you if you hold the line, what God will reveal. So take inventory now. Who are you, and what are you worshiping? Who and what are you worshiping? Because I run to people, and they'll say, "You know, Shane, I understand that, but man, I'm having fun now. When the time comes, I'll bow my knee to Jesus." Oh no, you you play like you practice. When that time comes, you might go further into the deception. If you will not live for him now, you will not die for him later. It just goes together. So are you truly ready? Take that inventory now because when he comes on the scene, those not worshiping God will flow automatically to the Antichrist or this one world leader. You'll just flow that way. And and, and sometimes we think: have you ever thought, you know, I just kind of, man, I'm just kind of neutral right now? Maybe when you weren't following God, there's, I know I'm not living like heaven, but I'm not living like hell. I'm kind of neutral. Well, if you don't do anything to press into Christ and build that relationship, like throwing a piece of wood into a river, you will go right to that decided deception because you're already conditioned for it. You're already being deceived. So now let's talk about this for a minute. Questions of reflection. Are you standing on God's word with a humble, broken, repentant heart? And I, we, you know what? Let me let me just throw this out there. Let us pray with you this morning, next door, because this comes in a lot. Um, email or people tell me, I just don't understand the Bible. The Bible is boring. I just have a hard time with it. And I understand that. I understand that was my life for twenty, my first twenty nine years of life. Until the Holy Spirit came radically upon me and filled me and tremendous joy, and now it comes alive. Is it still confusing? <laughs> yeah. Go through Ezekiel. Like, where's, what's he? Is this future plan? You know, it, it's. But God can give you wisdom and direction according to his word. Look at good commentaries, and it can be something you look forward to because it is your life. That's how I feel. This is my if I don't get this spiritual bread, I'm going to wither and die spiritually. So let us pray for you next door. It could just be maybe you're you're immature in the faith. It could be that you have no desire for the word of God right now. I know that besetting sin when we're in sin, we don't want to look at the word. Because you're you're in the word, you're not in sin, and when you're in sin, you're not in the word. So let us pray for you and that desire to come upon you. I can't tell you how many people we've prayed for and they'll come back next week and just pastor the Bible came alive. It's did you have you ever read this? Yeah, I've read it a lot. I've read it a lot. Well, I didn't did this does this mean and they'll stu- you know they'll be reading even the prophet and they'll be reading when the when the enemy comes in like a flood the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him and something just leapt in my spirit or leap I don't know what the right but it just something and I says oh and I highlighted it and God began to minister to me and show me the thing I'm going through it will not take me out and when that enemy raises up that comes against me the spirit of the Lord will actually raise up a standard and protect me and oh that ministered to me I began to put on worship and that one verse came alive. That's how the Bible works, guys. That's how the Bible works. First, you have to look at it in context. I always look at it in context. Because you know the verse we all love, including me, a life verse, for I know I have the plans for you. Plans of hope and not a, a future and to give you peace. And you remember that promise? I, uh, Jeremiah, right? Yeah, 29.11. I have plans for you to give you hope and a peace. But did you know that they were getting ready to go into 70 years of captivity? Ouch. Oh, ah, uh, context, not good. After you go through these 70 years of captivity because of your sin, some of you and your children will be be blessed because of it. I know the plans I have for you and your children in the future of hope and a peace. But people will take that and they're like, weeks will go by, months will go by, Lord, I'm claiming this promise. What's the context, honey? You haven't been through 70 years of bondage yet. Now, of course, does it mean we'll go? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But if you're reading in that scripture, just ah leaps out and it comes. That's what I. That's what I needed today. The Word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any doublet, or it pierces, it divides, it exposes, and it encourages. And that verse, sometimes we're like, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. That's why I told you at they began the service, streams in the desert and my utmost for His highest this last week have been just, Donna, you're shaking, you know. So it's like, what, God? This verse, I've read this a hundred times. It's never ministered to me before. Let me just give you an example. I talked to them in yesterday. I get down just like many of you. And Oswald Chambers, I think, was talking about you've got to take the initiative. God comes upon you to help you not while you're waiting for Him, but when you, when you start to step out in faith, then He begins to move in you. So many times I'm sitting waiting, Lord, you got to do something. you got to do something. Well, Shannon, I'm waiting for you to... No, 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 no. Mm-mm. You do something. And so taking that initiative in that, that verse, I think he talked about um, where, where the, the, the woman at the issue of blood or the blind beggars crying out, Jesus, Son of God, Son of David, have mercy on me. What about if they never cried out? How many people did Jesus walk by who needed healing? Think about that. Did He heal everyone? No. Verse say, I could not do many miracles there because of their... That's a whole other topic. That's where the name and claimant group has it right, and that's where they have it wrong. Dead wrong. Because they'll take Scripture. Ah, see, 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 see. See, just name and claim it. Oh, no, no, there's a lot lot behind that. You can't just do whatever you want. What is God's sovereign will? Are you walking in obedience? Is there besetting sin in your heart? Is it part of God's will? Will this thing you're praying for destroy you? Or is it something God wants you to have? There's so much behind that. You can't just name it and claim it. Blab it and grab it. Put the Scriptures in context. So are you willing to yield to the direction of the Spirit? Are you willing to yield to the are you are you actively engaged in dealing with the things that hinder his presence in your life I told the guys yesterday deal with it now or it will destroy you later Somebody needs to hear that again Deal with it today or it will destroy you later We're saying, do you have a verse for that? Whatever a man reaps, he will sow. God is long-suffering and waits patiently, but He will expose you if you don't expose your sin and go to Him and repent. It's in my life as well, as my life as well. I went to the elders about things. And said, "Listen, guys, I fell here. It's a hard week." I need prayer, I need covering, I need to just bring this to your attention. Not things that would disqualify you, but things that you're struggling with. Because if you don't expose it, what is it? What does sin just stay nice and little? Oh, look tiny. Look at that little cute little sin. I hope he just stays that little. Good boy. He turns into a ten-foot monster that you have no more control. Ask ask a man caught in pornography. It started out so you know when they, and not to get graphic here because there's kids and things, and but when they interview um, serial killers, when they interview them, do you know that it all started with porn? Nine out of ten times, when Bundy was interviewed by James Dobson, and I can take you to what Ariel Castro. Remember that guy? I was just reading over one of my articles. I forgot all. He had two girls in his house trapped for 13 years. You'll go back. It all starts with that innocent. Innocent. Because sin grows or withers depending on whether you feed or starve it. You can't manage sin because it will overtake you. It will control you. You have to starve it, expose it to the light. Bring it to the light. And that's what we should want to do. If we don't want to do it, you have to wonder, "Mm, what side of the game are you on here, guys? I'd rather overly expose things. And I even told you, like when I've talked to the elders about things, they're like, hey, don't that's not nothing. I mean, thanks for telling us, but it's nothing that's, you know, that big a deal. Well, not right now. But where could it go later? Or with my wife. Or we taught you know, you have to you expose it because I, I've experienced enough where you know when it's exposed, it loses its power.
0: He's calling wake up child. It's your turn. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at Westside Christian That's Westside Christian and for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. I want to the Father when he calls. He's